welcome to Allergy Dragon's Lair. My name is Martha Morgan. I'm a specialty diet and allergy chef. I happen to have celiac disease myself, multiple food allergies, and I am a mother to a child with over 30 food allergies. And today we have got some really great guests today. Um, I'm just saying they're great. Um, I really do follow them. I've really enjoyed their content. And we're going to get jump into our guest and this really cool episode in just one second. So before we do that, I have to do my legal disclaimer. So the views expressed here on the show are the personal opinions and life experiences of ours and our guests. We are not healthcare providers or doctors. Please seek advice for your healthcare professionals for any diagnosis or changes to your healthcare plan. So now we get to go to the fun part and I get to really introduce these cool people here. I have got the alpha gals with me and they're Debbie and Candace. And see, I had to like look at Candace's name because I've been trying to call her the wrong name all the day long in my head. So I had to make sure I was like, look over and say Candace. <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, thank you so much for being here, ladies. Thank you for having us. Awesome. We're excited to be here today. Thank you so much for taking the time. And we're going to dive in really quickly. Um, the first question is, what is your basic definition of alpha-gal syndrome for those watching or listening who don't know what that is? Okay, so alpha-gal syndrome, which is often referred to as the red meat allergy, as you'll probably discover in this conversation, is so much more than just an allergy to red meat. But in summary, what it is, is it is an allergy to mammalian meat and byproducts that develops from the bite of a lone star tick. Well, it's the Lone Star tick here in the U.S., perhaps nine ticks across the country that can transmit this. But here we're focused on the Lone Star tick. And what happens is that there is a sugar molecule in all mammals except for humans and some primates. And it's called alpha-gal, which stands for galactose alpha-1,3 galactose. And um, when a Lone Star tick bites another mammal that contains this sugar, say a sheep or a deer or something like that, and then they go and bite a human, they actually can transmit the alpha-gal molecule to the human. And so what that does is it elicits an IgE antibody response or an allergic reaction from the human body. So, and, and, and that allergy, that allergic reaction can look like any number of things, which is part of the reason why it's so hard to diagnose. Yeah. And I'll add to that, that one of the things that has been really hard about alpha-gal syndrome and the diagnosis of it is it's not like a typical protein allergy in the fact that symptoms occur pretty spontaneously. With alpha-gal syndrome, there's a delayed reaction. So if you eat steak or dairy or a byproduct, say at dinner time, your reaction could take place three up to 12 hours later. So there's a pretty, you know, significant delay that happens with alpha-gal that does not happen with the majority of other allergens. So that's kind of like a unique little point to this. And actually symptoms can look like Lyme, they can look like IBS, they look like other allergies. You know, you can get everything from itching and hives and flushing to swelling. We have had our share of experience with GI distress that comes on suddenly and urgently, you know, a, a little bit of everything all the way up to anaphylaxis. So it, it really does imitate a lot of things complicating the diagnosis process. That is some really great information. Thank you so much. I've, I learned a lot just from that. It, you all did a very concise and just really great to the point. So thank you very much. 
<laughs> I think that the, the biggest thing is the fact that with, uh, from what I know of alpha-gal as well, that you pointed out, is the fact that it can be such broad spectrum, just like celiac disease can be a number of different ways for different people. And that makes it so hard to be diagnosed. Right. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And I'll add to like with anaphylaxis, something I didn't realize for almost two years is that anaphylaxis does not always include hives and swelling. For me, I have a drop in blood pressure, so it can include hypotension, you know, rapid heart rate, feeling impending doom. And, you know, according to FAIR's website and other practitioners, if you have two or more systems at play, you know, that warrants the use of an EpiPen. And I did not know that for a really long time. I always thought, well, my throat's not closing or I don't have hives and swelling. So it's definitely been a learning process for the both of us through this as well. And we just hope that what we share helps other people understand, you know, the complexities and nuances I'd say of living with an allergy. And how long have you had alpha gal like, that you've known that you've had alpha gal? Diagnosed. Yeah, um, right. Diagnosed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, a hundred percent you had it. Yeah. Um, since 2019. Mm-hmm. So okay. yes, same here. 2019. And then how long do you think it took you all to actually get diagnosed? Ooh, how much time do you have? (laughs) (laughs) I understand. Yeah, I bet you do. Yeah. I I think truthfully, I've probably had this since 2007 or 2008. And I just go from specialist to specialist trying to figure out why I had the brain fog or the joint pain or the GI distress. And everybody would tell me there was nothing wrong with me. So after you hear that a few times, like you just kind of want to hide in the closet. And so I would step back from, you know, seeing medical professionals until my symptoms got so bad that I would start the process over again. And did that for over 10 years, but before I'd read an article even on alpha-gal syndrome and then yeah. before Candace was diagnosed with it. And I was like, I was that friend, you know, who was like, oh, that sounds that like <laughs> you know yeah although it was super comforting when you started <laughs> to ask but my same for me I actually was bitten by a tick in 2007 when I was pregnant with my daughter and tiny tiny like smaller than a poppy seed tick was on my toe and about a month after that bite I started having wicked GI symptoms that I'd never had before and it took over six months for me to be diagnosed with a wheat sesame barley and rye allergy, but we now know that alpha-gal can also have a strict GI variant component to it where people only have GI distress. And I'm almost certain that I've had this since then. And it wasn't until I was rebitten in 2018 by something. I never saw a tick at that point, but things progressed, you know, really rapidly with my severity after that. So that was what led me to go to UVA. I got extremely ill for about two and a half, three months. And Debbie came and <laughs> literally babysat me. Mm. Fed me bone broth. Yeah. Beef bone broth. Beef bone broth. We've <laughs> yeah. learned a lot. Yeah. <laughs> We'll have to talk off camera at some point, but yeah, like I, I was on a whole, completely uh, whole wheat high fiber diet for a very long time. So anyway, right. yeah. So yeah. you know exactly what we're talking about. I totally do. I was yeah. diagnosed for a very long time. I will say this when I was at FACES this year, they actually, they had a very good talk about AlphaGal and I was really impressed about it. Oh, oh that's, that's great. great to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was we really good. Hear people talking about it. So I was looking over your website, really did this too, by the way. Uh, I don't make things up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I really... <laughs> 
Some people are like, did you really look? And I'm like, yeah, why wouldn't I? Um, anyway, so, so you ha- really do have this fantastic blurb on there. Um, a joyful mammal free life is within reach. Ticks suck, but life doesn't have to. I love that so much. Oh, yay. Thank you. Yeah, You're thank welcome. You. Um, I just, I really do. I like, I, it stood out to me, as you can tell, if we're talking, since we're talking about it. So can you break down for us and share some of your journeys? I know you already have somewhat, but like, how how do you take that saying personally and how you live that to your life um, and keep things from sucking the joy out of your <laughs> life, literally? <laughs> right? Right. Yeah, we like the little play on words there. Yeah. But it's true. Ticks suck, right? But life doesn't have to. And, you know, as we mentioned, we've both been sick. We both were sick for a pretty long time before we had any clue what was going on. And for me, I hated that that meant I couldn't do things with my family, right? We're a very outdoorsy family. We do a lot of hiking and camping and kayaking, paddleboarding, and I couldn't go like, but I didn't want my family to miss out. Right. So they would sometimes go without me and it was really, really hard, but I couldn't go because of my joint pain or the GI problems, right? Like you have to know where the bathroom is at all times kind of thing. So when I received my diagnosis of alpha-gal syndrome and Candace and I talked about this a lot, it actually brought a lot of relief. Yes. It sucks that I have this, but now I know that there's something that I can do about it right? There's something that I can do that can hope, hopefully bring me relief. And just seeing how much better I felt in those first few months after starting to make the lifestyle changes, like that was motivation to push forward. Mm-hmm. It hasn't always been easy. Like I'm not even going to pretend that it has. We have bad days now even, but there are days where I can go kayaking with my family and I can go out again and being active brings me so much more joy. Being with my family brings me so much more joy than even bacon or steak or cheese or any of these things that I can't eat anymore. And so it really put joy in perspective for me and I seek it out now, you know? Yeah. And I'll add that, you know, when we started two alpha gals, I think, you know, we had been in such a dark place for a while, you know, like going literally from your life, looking one way, your lifestyle being one way, be it, you know, Debbie and her family are super outdoorsy. We love to go hiking too, my family, but I loved, you know, my time in the gym and like being able to go on trips by myself. I mean, there were things that I kind of took for granted a little bit of what my day-to-day looked like. And when things shifted, And we were, you know, sharing our experience on our blog. We really wanted to share how our mindset shift and our mental health, like there were these foundational components to our journey and it brought us to our pillars of how do we help move people through survival to reinvention, to resilience and joy. And it's not always linear. You can backslide and kind of do it again, you know, but where do you find the small wins? Where do you find, you know, the new reinvented way of life that brings you little moments of joy, be it trying a new recipe or a tradition. Like we did Easter (laughs) together our very first year with a family friend and it was the best meal and it was all alpha gal safe, you know? So it's being open-minded to the new possibilities. And I think that was really huge for us. Like we wanted to not just focus on all that we lost. Right. And I would add one more thing to that, just in that it is a hard journey and it's not going to be joyful all the time, but we're doing everything we can to build that foundation. Right. 
Candace mentioned mental health. Like we both really believe in supporting our own mental health and the mental health of our families. Like that's giving us a foundation. We believe in setting up our systems so that we are as prepared as possible when that reaction hits, because we'd love to say that it's never gonna happen again. It does, and it probably will, but we know that we have our steps in place so that we can go from survival back to joy at a faster pace than we did the last time. <laughs> that is awesome. Thank Thanks. you so much. We're going to go on to the fact that um, I, I, we talked about it just briefly too, which is the fact that there's no way to encompass everything that goes on with, with alpha gal in one episode. Um, so people will be like, you know, it's this, is, yeah, I know, but we can't do it all in one episode. Right. So um, it's amazing uh, I, I've been cooking, um, you know, for most of my life, adult life, um, since I was 16, I've been in the kitchen. So it still amazes me sometimes when people don't realize what has mammal in it, you know, like when people don't understand what gelatin is, when people don't understand the difference of vegan sugar, and it has to do with the filtration. And so it still surprises me sometimes that people have no clue what's in their food. Um, and <laughs> it's scary. Yeah. And um, I tell people all the time, like, you know, if you don't have any food allergies, you don't have any, any restrictions. I want you to like, pick up the label and read the label and read what you're putting in your body. And if you can't, if you don't understand everything's on the label, maybe you shouldn't buy it. Maybe you should find out what's in it. And I think that's the best way you can start to really relate to somebody that has um, any type of food intolerances, allergies, special lifestyles that they have to you know, do is read the food label. We all need to know what's in our food. So with that being said, what was like the most surprising thing or things that you've come across that you're like, I had no clue. <laughs> that I needed to look at that. Like maybe your top five. I know there's probably oh, tons, but maybe <laughs> yeah. we might be here all night. So maybe like your top five each that you were just like, oh my gosh. So sugar was a big one. Mm-hmm. We both, I remember we were sitting here because I was still <laughs> reacting and I'm like, I have no idea how, why I'm reacting. And we were doing research for our blog and came across it and we both about fell out. Yeah, that was a big one. Alcohol is another one. I would say wine and yeah. beer can be fined with, um, gelatin, milk powder. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. Yeah. I did not realize that even some like local, more cl- like clean wines, organic wines can still be processed with milk powder as like a clarifying agent. Man, toothpaste, I think yeah. was one. That um, was one that got me where I was like, I'm doing everything I can. And she's like, what are you brushing your teeth with? And I'm like, mammal. <laughs> <laughs> toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Almost every toilet paper company minus seventh generation, um, quilted Northern and angel soft, I think are like safe ones for sure. For sure. Um, but most of them contain gelatin in the way that the sheets are processed. Bottled water. That's another one. And soda products. They can contain mammal. And I love that you say, suggest to people who don't have allergies to try to do that, go and pick up a label and read it and see if you know what it's talking about. Because, you know, I was brought to awareness of that when I did whole 30 back before my diagnosis. And I'm like reading the label and everything, trying to see exactly what's in everything. But the truth is, is even now, you know, I have to look at a label and read it really carefully. We all do, Mm -hmm. right. I'm sure you do the same thing. And Mm -hmm. I have to Google it. Like, where does this, where is this sourced from? And lots of times I can't determine if it's plant-based or mammal-based for sure. And I can't purchase it, right? Like, cause I can't mm-hmm. risk that. So I like that you're, you're giving that little insight to people who aren't living with allergies to what it, what it's like a little bit. Yeah. 
And for us, like natural flavors is another like really sneaky source. So, you know, I agree with you. Like we try to share with, you know, our community, our clients try to be as whole food based as possible because then your, you know, your exposure is more minimal than trying to decipher this long list of ingredients that you might just really not know. And a lot of places claim to have proprietary blends that they won't share if it's mammal derived or vegetable derived. So, you know, that that's where the complexity gets us for sure. I was watching your all shorts and I had absolutely no clue about the toilet paper. <laughs> and I was like, what? That's yeah, one I, I wouldn't have thought of at all. So the, the toilet, I'm just glad you brought that up, but the other toilet paper, when I was, I was like, well, that, I mean, I think of topical because pe- other people don't. So I did think of topical, right. but I would not have thought to look at the toilet paper at all. Yeah. No, it's taken some, it, it's, it's been a deep dive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Sometimes you got to just figure it out, you know? That's right. And well, I- yeah. And I'll say like, from a female perspective, like there's, <laughs> and talking with Dr. Commons, who's one of the lead alpha researchers, there's a, a large majority of us in this population as females in particular that develop more chronic UTIs after diagnosis, and that could play a role in that. Mm-hmm. So just a little TP tip. TP tip. Yeah, check the toilet paper if you are having any of those issues. Yeah. And I, I mean, I would add not everybody is severe as yeah. me or Candace. We call Candace our canary because literally if, if, if she can eat it, everybody should be able to eat it or use it or whatever, not everybody is this severe, but if you are still having reactions, when you cut out the obvious things, you might, you might want to join us on our deep dive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, everybody's a little bit different. I say the same thing with celiac disease because I'm a very sensitive P where my sister Cindy actually has celiac as well, um, which is Will's wife. (laughs) There's a whole nother dynamic there too, but so (laughs) we were like, welcome to the club. (laughs) Everybody has a little bit difference. Like uh, Cindy has a little bit more um, tolerance than I do to certain things. So like she can eat oats more than I can. I can eat oats like once a month, if, if that, so yeah, everybody's a little bit different. Yeah. Yep. So I'm glad that you all point that out. I have got to listen to a couple of your podcasts. I love the name of it too. I like everything about your all's name. I just oh, think it's so nice. Thanks. Thank You're you. welcome. I mean, um, but your podcast show is called In the Tall Grass with Two Alpha Gals. You know, um, I'm sure there's some puns in here intended. Because, and I love <laughs> puns. This is probably why it is. But <laughs> so can you share things about your podcast, like why you started this, why you kind of went on the journey with it, what you're hoping to do and what we kind of look forward to. Sure. So as you noted, the name in the tall grass is a little play on words there. Cause the truth is, is as you probably know, the tall grass is the most likely place you're going to pick up ticks. Right. And the truth is, is that we're still in it, right. We're still in it a little bit, but we're navigating our way through it. And, um, we want to use that platform of our podcast, which we were so excited to launch last year because we obviously have no shortage of things to say. <laughs> we wanted to use that to help other people figure out how to navigate through the tall grass, right? Through alpha-gal syndrome or another food allergy or really um, any chronic life-changing situation that people are facing. Just looking for good tips for doing that and and um, also interviews. We've been doing a lot of interviews. We interview about every other week, just the most amazing, incredible people who are 
providing their wisdom and sharing it with us to pass along with you. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. We love it. I don't know that I have a ton to add to that. Like <laughs> Debbie's an amazing writer and I can talk to a stop sign. So it's like, can we please do a podcast so that we can talk more? So, and she but, was right. We should have started it long time ago. And I was like, I don't think we have enough to say. Oh yeah. We, have a lot to say. we mentioned yeah. that in almost every episode too. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we yeah. try to be authentic and just have real conversations and you know, bring different perspectives in and, um, not everyone on the podcast has alpha gal, like Mm -hmm. Debbie said. So we just, we are really loving it and having fun with sharing, you know, things that are important to us that we hope would be, you know, beneficial and valuable to really anybody. Yeah. 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 I have the last episode I listened to now you've had a couple more, obviously, since I listened, last listened to it. Um, but, um, it was, you had your husband's on and I just, I really love that whole episode. So, um, that's one of my favorite ones. Um, and then I've caught, I've caught a couple of the interviews and I don't want to say anybody's names wrong that that you've interviewed. So I'm not going to say anything, but, um, they were really good. So check them out as well. But no, you all are very authentic. I really appreciate that. Um, I think everybody in the alpha gal community and allergy community really appreciates anybody that's authentic and sharing everything. And, you know, sometimes just, you know, diarrhea happens and you know yeah, yeah it does celiac <laughs> disease like like i said we got some stories okay um <laughs> that is the truth actually we've got some really fantastic diarrhea stories <laughs> it is what it is it's what it is you get us when you get us right <laughs> that's right yeah no i love it i think it's great Thank you. Keep doing what you all are doing. Um, I want to go before we wrap up, do you have anything to add or cover anything that you really want to like cover before we leave? Well, I think first we would thank you so much for doing what you're doing, right? The more of us that are talking about allergies and conditions and these things that we're facing, the louder our voice is, right? And that's the only way that we're going to make change. It's the only way we're going to make the world safer for, for all of us, right? So thank you so much for what you're doing and for bringing us on. Yes. And helping raise awareness. And we are happy to do more of a deep dive. If if anyone has specific questions, we'd love to share again. So thank you so much, Martha. Well, thank you so much for coming on here and doing what you all are doing, obviously. Um, So glad that we're appreciative. It's a big, one big old love fest over here. We're almost like, yeah, I know. Um, It's like long distance hug. There you Um, go. So yeah, I would love to have you all back on. Same thing, we should collaborate or do something later on. Um, I do have quite a few people asking questions so um, about lots of stuff. They're like, you need to go into this and go into that. And so yeah, so community questions, make sure you all that are listening, you have throw them at us. Uh, make sure to go ahead and follow the Alpha Gals. There are Alpha Gals everywhere. Links will be down below. Ask questions. Um, we'll definitely make sure they're tagged, all their information below as well. And uh, check them out and follow, subscribe, all that good stuff for more, you know, information and for more episodes like this. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.